It's August 29th, 2019, and this is episode 9 of What is Jim Thinking? What is Jim Thinking? What is Jim Thinking? Let's get right to it. What well, happened? Well, you and I went to a, uh, I, I want to say a comedy open night, but it wasn't really what we thought it would be. It wasn't very uplifting. We went to an open mic over in Salisbury, just across the bridge, but a world away, really. And it was, right, it, it was called the Winner's Circle, and it should have been called the Loser's Square, because, one, there was no circles, it was a square room, and it was, I was afraid I was going to get raped and pummeled like Jodie Foster in that bar. It was what you were wearing. No, it had nothing to do with what I was wearing, it was just a, I didn't even want to walk in, it was dirty and gross, and then it went downhill from there. You don't think you were asking for it? Oh, I moved on from the rape thing. Well, maybe Winner's Circle, maybe there's some symbolism there. Maybe half those guys were looking to put a circle around their... <coughs> Necks? Yeah. Why? Well... But why Winner's Circle? Right. No, but you lost me. Sarcasm. Oh, I got it. Okay. So it's really, yeah. Well, so it was... I mean, what did you think? It seemed very... Tell me what you thought of the night. Okay. We saw, what, 15 or 16 comics. Easy. We drove over together when you came here after work. And, well, what was our expectation? I thought we were going to go over, and I'd read on the website there was a mix of experience and, and amateurs, and I was curious about both. What kind of person shows up at an open mic and dreams all day while they're at work that maybe their material will make some people laugh? Well... We get in there and the room is full, sure enough. That has to warm some hearts in any comic. But all the people were older even than us. In Not the a audience. good start. Yeah. They were senior and they were silent. And that was clear from the get go. Do you remember the first comic? Yeah, it was a woman and she was pretty good, but it was definitely going to be a tough room. And uh, go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean. We talked to a couple of these and we learned a little bit, especially the first one. And I was, you know, part of it was that she didn't get one laugh. And the laughs that she did get were from us. We were in the way back of the room. It was and, a mercy laugh. Well, it was that, but it was also kind of funny how she was making fun of the crowd for being totally lifeless. I like that. Yeah. So when one of her jokes would fail, she'd go, okay, not that one either. Okay. This is going to be a long night. And then she'd go on and kind of make us laugh. I kind of liked how, right, over the course of that, you realized not only did most of the comics suck, but so did the audience. I didn't like anyone there, including at some points myself. <laughs> there were so many people, there were so many people who want to get up at a mic and make people laugh. They actually spend time at home writing this material. And if anybody's going to cheer on someone who's making an effort in that way, it's going to be us. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot of balls to go up there. So they get up there, and sometimes you're, you're saying, who on earth would actually think that was funny? Right. I mean, a lot of these guys were creepy and dark, and you got the sense that they were bringing you down, not making you laugh. And you start wondering, like, what do these guys do when they're not here? It's not good. When I turned around towards the end of the night and half of them had stayed behind and they were with, what was her name? The uh, Israeli Wonder? Oh, I didn't like her either. She was loud and caustic. 
Yeah, she wasn't even funny. I, I just, I gotta say, I, other than going to a, like a funeral, um, I couldn't wait to get out of there. Huh. But we hung on till the very end. You came out of the bathroom and I said, I heard there's only three more left. Let's stay. I was so relieved when you said that. And maybe the funniest part of the night was when we got in the car and I said, um, you know what? No one got any laughs tonight. Next time when we come, I think we need to sit up front to be supportive. And, and when we laugh, they'll actually hear us. And you said... There's no fucking way I'm going back there. And I said... No, and then you said, what did you think, Kurt? Because I acted a little surprised. Well, I think in the parking lot, we were both trying to process what happened like we had witnessed a train wreck. Well, it's, only, it's Thursday night. We were just there on Tuesday night. I'm still processing it. Yeah, I felt like I almost like endured like a, a mass shooting of a verbal sort. Huh. Like they destroyed our spirits with their their caustic shots of wording. Well, it reminds me of the uh, the quote. I don't know what it, Smitty he read it in some novel. I think the uh, narrator's describing some people at a supermarket checkout counter as uh, looking, you know, pretty forlorn. And he said, uh, these people look like they've been shot at and missed <laughs> and, and shat at and hit. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that's the comics or us? Well, the comics. And then you, the two of us were in the car. And I said, well, I know I don't want to bring Amy here. And you said, no way. Never. Yeah. And then... Because you love her. Right, and there was some, there, I mean, one guy, I mean, there was some pretty bad jokes. And there was some pretty filthy shit that... that oh, yeah, like the guy was talking about double-fisting a kid, and then he apologized yeah, to the audience. Yeah, yeah, That was funny. I mean, there were a couple of guys that were funny. There was one guy who had the most interesting hairline. It had receded, but not with, it was like receded into a mohawk. He had like yeah. a natural mohawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was about four foot eleven? Yeah, this guy named Lucky. He had the Lucky t-shirt. And he had a t-shirt that said Lucky. I kind of he, felt like he was unlucky being there. The thing that we liked about him is this, uh, he like was fully committed to who he was. And he had a good delivery. Yeah, and he knew who he was. He's like, I'm a four foot eleven with a mohawk hairdo, and I didn't ask for that. Yeah. And I'm just going to do my jokes. And he was actually pretty good. No, there were two or three guys that were good, but not good enough to take away the the odor of the other 15. Right. Um, I think it's still, you know, we were talking earlier. I think we need to go to other open mics. And, and I think it's, it's an interesting subculture. I'd love to see Jim doing an open mic. I mean, like, what, what character do you think he would play if he was a comedian? They want to be something less than ordinary. They're all at their jobs during the day, and they're like, you know what? I like making people laugh. There's a lot of shit going on in life that makes make people unhappy. I have to disagree with you right okay. there. I don't think these people that we saw wanted to make people laugh. I think they were looking for a way out of their parents' basement. Like they were hoping to get noticed. It's more about them than the audience. How many of those 16 comics still live with mom and dad? I'd say 16. How many had beards? Fourteen. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, and they were all dirty. Like I don't mean to be too harsh. It was like, just you filth, had to be filthy there. beards. Like no one was trying at anything really, and half the time they weren't really even trying at their comedy. Well, I don't know about that. I, I just listen. I want to be supportive. We're super support. We tried laughing a lot, but by the end, I just couldn't like. I just couldn't do it. It it was just sad and not funny. I mean. 
going back to Jim, I think actually, ironically, where he never laughs, he might have been laughing through that whole night because he likes being ordinary and he was surrounded by people that were even more ordinary than him, perhaps. <laughs> is that is that too harsh? He does not like being ordinary. I don't... No, well, no, not at work. But I don't think he would ever try to be extraordinary at something other than work. That was my point. I don't see him doing an open mic. I don't see him doing an acting class. I don't see him, you know, trying to play softball and see how that goes. He, a long time ago, I don't know what caused this, but he said... I don't really like the razzle-dazzle. I don't need to be, be the <laughs> he guy. He said that? Razzle-dazzle? I think in his head it, that happened at one point. Okay. And he said, um, I'm not going to be that guy with, with the bells and whistles. I don't need to shake every hand and warm every heart. People can get me or they, or they won't. And I could give a shit. All right, so you're doing his thought process. That he would never say these words. No, he wouldn't use his words in this way. Right, he'd be just like, no. Right, because that's enough. He said, no's enough for you. Right. So can we go back to, if he if he actually did do a comedy routine, What you were telling me about some, some odd thing the other day. Well, I think, you know, when it's, these comics, they think in terms of like, all right, what's the story? What's the bit I'm going to do? What am I going to take on? Like, I think Jim, maybe... He'd be a little bit curious about something. No, you're telling me specifically about a sex worker. So if he did a bit as as a sex worker, we can all I can imagine what what, he what is a sex worker? Well, a sex worker is someone who does the opposite of what we were just how we were just describing Jim. They give people pleasure for money. <laughs> well, he wouldn't give pleasure to anyone for money or no money. Well, I think as a sex worker, it would be, it would be, that would be his joke book because any time that some lady called him for assistance, right. um, he would say, sure. But then he would think, well, joke's on you because I know from the get-go you're a little lonely, but you're never going to feel more lonely than when you're with me. <laughs> 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 you nailed it. Right, right. right. They're going to be expected. It's almost going to be like what we expected the other night. We're expected to laugh and have a great time and enjoy the comics. And then we ended up depressed. I think he would show up like in his tight red sweater, was it, back in the day? Oh, in the 90s. Yeah. And the, like the really chickens. form-fitting and in shape. And the woman would be like, oh my God, this guy's in great shape. He's handsome. Yeah. He looks polite. You know, I, I can't wait. And then he wouldn't say a word all night. And... It would just be an absolute huge disappointment. Right, and, and it would be, he'd be the cat, and she was the wounded mouse, and he's just playing with her. And then when it came to sex working, because you were explaining that they're really good at it, is that right? Yeah, they, they're known, they're, they're professional. So they're known to use their digits and stuff, it doesn't have to be their penis. No, it doesn't have to be that way, no. Okay, so and a sex worker is a guy all the time? Um, well, sex worker is mostly used to describe women, I'm guessing, but I did hear this story one time where there was this woman who uh, was unable to achieve orgasm and had learned through the grapevine about this guy up in Maine who takes money and he is absolutely expert and uh, they would have these trysts and she would, she would, she would be satisfied by him 
and over and over and over, and then she would pay him money. Oh my God! I just thought of something. What if the joke's on us? What if Jim is actually going to Maine and he actually is the top-ranked sex worker in the Northeast? Is that why he's always late? It could be, you know, but yet he's right on time with the ladies. Hmm. You like that? He's always he's the consummate pro. Wouldn't that be awesome? If we found out, like you know, uh, arrested uh, Jim Chidiak for uh, being a sex worker on the take up in Maine, and we'd be like. Wow. That'd be one uh, pretty uh, fearsome mugshot. He wouldn't do any comedy. No, but you know if he did? I think he would kill that crowd because they weren't going to laugh. And he's not going to laugh. And he's not even going to say anything. I think he would go up there for five minutes because they're five-minute sets, right? Yeah. And he would just stand there and just stare at everyone for five minutes. He wouldn't say a fucking word. And people would probably just start laughing, or even if they didn't, he wouldn't give a shit. They'd just be like, time up, the guy would say, time up, the MC. And he'd just walk off with no expression. Well, before he'd walk off, he'd say, get it. (laughs) (laughs) And then when he's walking off, he would like intentionally bump into people to see if they would respond. Right, he'd like elbow him or something. And I think when he walked off, he'd be in his normal like kind of Terminator walk, you know, like a very pronounced you know in smiling where no he would never smile come on he'd smile he'd crack a little smile to himself because none of those comics coming off the stage i think that's what sealed it for us none of them look like they got what they'd come for even when they told some good jokes and they got a little bit of laugh like one guy that i kept telling you who was pretty good the lucky not lucky was pretty good but there was the guy with the uh dog dad bod oh yeah t-shirt um and the water's hard on top up in Maine. Yeah, that was funny. Um, the Florida guy was saying, because he didn't know the word for ice or didn't want yeah, to. He said, it, there's, a, there's a quicker word for that. Yeah. That was a- <laughs> so I thought he was clever, right? Yeah. But um, I noticed when he came off stage, and there's a long walk through everybody. You have to walk through the center of the place, and it's a really long room. And he, like, was just, he put his heart into the thing, and he was just looking down at his feet, walking away. And then like a minute passed, I'm like, I should hop up and tell him, actually, he was one of the better ones. Did you? I hopped up, but I couldn't find him. He must have just kept walking. Probably like walked right out the window to his death. Yeah, he was, uh, he was from Maine. He was, and there wasn't just one guy from Maine. And there, there were a couple people from Maine, and there was a guy from up northern New Hampshire. Yeah, that guy sucked. And he was the worst. But you know, I noticed that a lot of the comics, I don't know if you noticed this, would go straight to the bathroom. And I don't, I'm not sure if they were like in a, like close the door and just look in the mirror and go, you suck, you suck. You just look in the mirror and just traumatize themselves. No one liked you up there. But, uh, I don't know. It was just so rough. I'm glad it's over. Yeah. But I'm glad you've agreed to go to another one with me. Not there. I I won't. Well, you know who's going to come next time. Don't say Jim because he won't. He's already said in text today that he wished he would go to the winner's circle because he's just so curious. He is curious. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. What a, what a podcast we would have if he went there. I don't... I think he would probably be the only one laughing. Well, we're not going to take him to the winner's circle, but we're going to take him to one in Boston. It's going to be a fun day. He you loves know, weird stuff. The only time I would ever go back to the winner's circle, and I, I swore I'd never go back, mm-hmm. like that was one thing I would never do. Um, uh, I would go if Jim went. Because I would, I would go just to see Jim's expression. That would make me laugh. Yeah. 
and I, I agree with you. I just think we, just for my entertainment, I think we need to try a new venue. Okay. Yeah. I think they're better. I think they're always rough. And I think that's kind of part of the entertainment. Now, we don't want to be left feeling that was... Because the other night, it wasn't just... It was that they were rough, but it was also like... I was sitting there thinking about the passage of time and and what the fuck and... and what, what do you mean the passage of time? Like, they, there were so many comments about age and, oh, yeah. and just like failure. And they were all divorced. Did you catch that? No. They all kept talking about how they were divorced. They were a bunch and of And they divorced. were self-demeaning, too. They were like... I can't imagine why. Look at me. And they were like yeah. bald and fat and bearded. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we can cut a bunch of this depressing shit right out. Yeah, I'm getting depressed. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad I was able to bring you down. <laughs> no, you were great. Well, great. So I, I just, I think when we do go to another, and we will, we will, um, well, we'll get to ask Jim what was he thinking. About the show. Yeah. Will he tell us what he was thinking? Oh, Absolutely. You think he's going to say, Everybody's a comedian. Up at the microphone. Where's the gatekeeper when you need one? Who told him he could get up there? Whoever said he was funny? Funny rhymes with money. So this is Adam and Kurt signing off. What's Jim thinking? <laughs>